Well, folks, welcome to another edition of Politics and Dynamic. Better to with your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have, what again, a great show for you today. E2247 is in the house and he says, hello to everybody. In other words, he said, Bridge, Michael, hello. And you too, Egberto. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. AVQ, a.k.a. Michael Rudnan, welcome aboard. How's my, how are my peeps doing? Let's see if I got anybody else. Folks, if you're here, if you're here, I see you, you are here. So go ahead and throw your name in there so I can salute you. You know I like to shout out, give shout outs to everybody. Eric Hayes is in the house as well. Come on, folks, line up, line up, line up. I want to call you out. All right, let's get busy. Bruce Pollard said, BP is standing by. Hey, I like the pun, Bruce Pollard, for, for oh, it's BP, blood pressure. Yeah, hey, BP is standing by, and my BP is standing by. I love you, bro. All right, let's get busy, guys. Uh, Indeed 100, Trump supporters now have a salute, and it's drawing Nazi comparison footage from the Mr. Trump's latest. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Save America rally, which took place in Ohio Saturday, shows those in the crowd raising their arms. They were doing this, numero uno. That's their kind of a Nazi salute. So, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, that was all over TV. I'm going to let that one slide. Egberto, mind putting this on the screen? Well, you know, Rudnan, usually I put your stuff on the screen as long as it... Yeah, I need to show our peeps. All right, Rudnan got a screenshot of the picture for us. And here it is, my peeps. That is the Nazi, the, the Trump Nazi salute that you're looking at. Let's see if I can bring it up a little bit bigger. There you go. The that's the the Nazi salute for Donald J. Trump. All right, let me put it back so I don't screw something else up. All right, what else we got here? NBC federal prosecutors announced charges <clears throat> Tuesday against 47 people accused of carrying out the biggest COVID fraud scheme to date. A theft of $250 million, though what official described as a brazen and staggering plot that exploited a federal program designed to feed needed children in Minnesota. Prosecutors say a web of charities, restaurants, and individuals pulled off the fraud by claiming they were providing meals for tens of thousands of underserved children when, in fact, the money was going to commercial real estate, luxury cars, fancy homes, and even coastal property in Kenya. Authorities say the defendants took advantage of loosened eligibility rules and a lack of oversight due to the pandemic. Stories like this piss me off to no end as grifters built the government out of money that's meant to feed the impoverished. I agree. Wholeheartedly, I agree. All right, continuing. New York Times correspondent Kim Severson. Kim Severson is at Kim Severson. The Minnesota operation prosecutor said was especially bold. One accused conspirator told the government he had fed 5,000 children a day in a second-story apartment. Ha! Bunch of thugs. Michael Rundin says, Minnesota Representative Betty McCollum, Betty McCollum tweeted, that it's difficult to overstate the depravity of stealing millions of taxpayer dollars 
Funds intended to feed the hungry children during the COVID crisis. The 47 people indicted must be held accountable for their crimes. They sure should. I mean, uh, the, the pilfer. But you know what? This one, this one is brazen and you can see it, right? But you know which pilfer I want taken care of? Yes, those 47 people that I don't, I, I, I didn't, by the way, for some reason I didn't see this story. But those 47 people that pilfer $250 million, that pales in comparison to what corporate America, the oil companies did to little mom and pop stores, women going to work, men going to work, children taking, uh, going to school by raising gasoline prices that were unwarranted, claiming speculation or whatever. That theft was a lot more egregious than what you just saw there. That Those thieves that took away uh, that $250 million from the child care scheme, just as bad as Brett Favre, $5 million. I mean, we have so many thugs out there these days. And you know who generally are the thug, thuggish ones? The people with means, the people that have been to college, the people that have these higher educations, the ones that are always looking down at the other. They are the ones that come up with these crooked deals to take your money from us, the taxpayers. Again, let's look at the major thieves. I bet if you take a look at that group of 47, you have lawyers and business owners and real estate, all very high-end educated folks that probably generated that ripoff. Same that occurs in corporate America. The ripoff that occurs in corporate America are these guys sitting down in these elitist offices saying things like, oh, how can we extract more money from the economy? Meaning the economy, mean the average middle-class person or poor person. How can we get that money? Don't take your eyes off of the ball. These are these are great. These are sensational stories. 47 people in a ring that robbed $250 million. What that turns out to be about $5 million per person. And then when we take a look at it, what did Brett Favre steal again? $6 million. $5 million for the for the gym and $1 million for speeches he never took or he never gave. Ah, oh, let's look at proportionality now. $6 million for Brett Favre. These guys, two hundred. what is 250 divided into 47 people? That's what that fraud was on a per person, per capita basis. The fraud by these people is pathetic. But let's put it into perspective with the corporate fraud that occurs in this country on a daily, daily basis. CNN, Hurricane Fiona, much of Puerto Rico without power and more than one million without running water in Dominican Republic. Now it's slamming into Turks and Caicos. Hurricane Fiona is threatening more deadly flooding as it slams into Turks and Caicos Island Tuesday, having already cut power and water for most of Puerto Rico's 3.1 million residents and left more than one million without running water in the Dominican Republic. From uh, Fiona, a Category 3 storm will sustain winds of 115 miles per hour, batter the Turks and Caicos while... Centered about 40 miles from uh, that island, its heavy rains could deliver life-threatening flooding through the afternoon. And you know who is in trouble right now? Because it may be heading that side, the, the northeast Canada. They may get a wallop they haven't seen in decades. And that's going to be hard on them as well. But I want to say something about Puerto Rico and their electrical grid run by the private sector. After we had a hurricane five years ago, did, they, did the public sector react to ensure 
that we had a stable system. I saw a lot of broken poles. That should, given that you're in a hurricane-prone zone and it happened before, and we know that we're going to be getting more more hurricane five category five, category four storms coming into Puerto Rico. One of the things that you think you would have done is started creating those particular. If you're going to put power lines on poles, you may go ahead and make those poles the steel poles that don't crack and bend like wood would when you have those high winds and the windage from the lines and everything else, right? But it's a private sector. They, that extra 30% must be profit. Otherwise, they could invest it in using better poles, right? But it's the private sector. Remember what I said. The private sector does not belong in healthcare. The private sector does not belong in energy. The private sector does not belong in hospitalization. The private sector does not belong in any of these places where we where life is critical because they don't give a damn about life. I'm talking about the corporate sector, of course. All right. The Fox News host wanted to give the impression that the long list was proof of harassment. Viewers were supposed to see it and think, whoa, those damn investigators sure have bothered Trump a whole lot. But the closer one looked at the list, the more Hannity's segment backfired. Viewers were actually reminded of all the completely legitimate scrutiny. What was supposed to present Trump as victim instead made him look like a scandalous and prolific lawbreaker. The list concluded investigations into Trump's Russia scandal, Russian interference in U.S. elections to assist Trump. The controversy surrounded the Trump inaugural fund uh, alleged in emoluments clause violations, Trump hidden tax tax returns, improper gifts, Trump alleged receiving post-defeat election interference, Trump bringing classified material to Mar-a-Lago, the January 6th attack and efforts to overturn the 2020 election, Trump using military aid to extort Ukraine, Trump's hushed money controversies, Trump dubious pardons, Trump's dubious fundraising operations, Trump alleged real estate fraud. Wow. Bridge, you hit the nail on the head. Okay, one more from Rodney uh, the Hill. Biden issues emergency declaration as Hurricane Fiona barrels to Puerto Rico. This is leadership when you know there's going to be a problem and you plan for the outcome. Exactly. Last one from Rodney. Keith Turk, assistant administration to the field leadership of FEMA, says flooding and mudslides remain a major concern on the island of Puerto Rico after Hurricane Fiona dumped more than two feet of rain, more than 1.3 trillion million people or without power, and the remaining residents are relying on already fragile infrastructure. That's what the private sector does for you, right? Come on, folks. Let's get real. Now, when I say private sector, you guys know I mean the corporate structure. All right, let's see. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Eric Hayes is in the house. He says, if you can't do a deal from north, we'll go south. TC Energy, while finding roadblocks at every turn of pipeline construction in Canada, It's finding a welcome partner in Mexico. TC and Mexico's utility recently announced a partnership for $4.5 billion. Sure, I don't mind. Go spend the money on uh, on on infrastructure that's going to be obsolete faster than it can be depreciated. Because that's not where we're at. Great. Bruce, welcome aboard. Sister Jen. Uh Uh-oh, Sister Jen is in the house. Uh, I think Bruce Pollard is standing by to help you. 
Bruce is always there to help Brother Willie's here. I love Bruce. Bruce is my neighbor. Our, our kids grew up together. They went to school together. They walked to school every morning for the longest time. Meredita would come over here, have some breakfast, and then they'll all walk, and, or I should say maybe run to school when they're late. AC Rodriguez is in the house. Thinly veiled fascism is still fascism. Agreed. Bruce Pollard said, if drugs are coming in across the southern border, how can we stop it? I don't think migrants can carry uh, carrying as a rule. Look, I don't <clears throat> stop in the drugs. You can't stop the drugs. Every, every container, every orifice is a potential place to carry drugs. If you want to solve the drug problem, solve it at its source. Stop Americans' appetite for drugs. Give them a life worth living. Then they wouldn't be looking for drugs to tame their hurt, to feel, to stop their pain. You think people just take drugs because they... By the way, let me just tell you. I don't do drugs I don't drink. I may have a beer every now and then, but I don't drink hard liquor or anything like that. I don't smoke. I'm only telling you this because I don't want people to think that I defend those who do drugs because I'm some sort of an apologist for myself. I am not. But I think everybody have a right to do whatever drug they want to do as long as they don't infringe on somebody else's right. And as long as they don't carry up your insurance rate by constantly going to the emergency room. Okay? That's simple. Or if they pay a premium, if they overuse the emergency room because of drug use, some kind of a compromise. But as far as a sort of criminalizing drugs, I think is evil. Because alcohol is a drug and we don't criminalize alcohol. Alcohol is worse than marijuana and we don't criminalize it. So I'm for full context. Let the drugs out. Then you won't have to have all these moles, mules on the, on the border trying to get drugs in. We won't have that problem. Lee Grant says, how is that a Nazi salute? It is not a Nazi salute at all, Lee Grant. It is, I'm saying it is their version of what a Nazi salute is, stands, stands for. If I came across otherwise, my great dear apologies. That's not what I meant to say, and that's not what I should say. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, coming down, Brandon Butler. Let's see, Eric Berto. Mom and pop stores were destroyed in 2022. Of course they were. I don't disagree with you. Daniel Ledo says, if Egberto doesn't like you, you're guilty. If you share his politics, we need to give the benefit of the doubt. Oh, Daniel, that's not true and you know it. Uh, how many times have I given you the benefit of the doubt? Quite often. AC Rodriguez says, Brett Forbes, is that you? Bridge MCP says, it's not a Nazi salute. It has to do with the Proud Boys slogan. I know Bridge, but what we're saying is it is equivalent to what the Nazi salute would be. You know, some kind of a thing that brings us together. That togetherness, hype, you know, that sort of a thing. Okay. All right, what else we got here? Daniel Ledo is talking to somebody else. Let's see. The private sector rebuilt it and maybe limit due to funds. Uh-huh. Wait, wait a minute. Limit due to funds? It's a private sector. They don't have a limit due to funds. They can build whatever they have and then charge people to pay their light bills. And if they don't have a, a business model that works, then they don't have a business. But we shouldn't be coddling them. Bruce Pollard said the polls are a supply chain issue. Uh, probably. I don't doubt that. But again, uh, the hurricane occurred five years ago. 
five years ago, before the pandemic. But the private sector again failed as usual when it, because they need to make a profit. What can I say? Okay, Bark Eater says greetings. Well, greetings, Bark Eater. Uh, Eric Hayes says, focus on midterms or bad orange man. Oh, we're going to be doing a lot of that. Don't worry, we're getting there. But you know what? Uh, you guys come first. My audience comes first. Primero. You know, there was this guy in Patagonia. It, uh, his name was Patagonio Tucumán from, I think it was uh, Argentina. He said, a la voz de ahora. Primera. And I don't remember the rest. But it used to be funny. It's called, it was a skit called Tres Patines. I think it was an Argentinian skit. Argentinian sitcom or comedy. We used to watch that every, every weekend. I think it was every weekend. A la voz de ahora. Primera. Anyway, coming on, continuing but my, with our show. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver. Every case says, yes, people take drugs. Egberto, but stopping or slowing supply with hard busting was being done, but the last 20 months record levels since. Again, hard busting of drugs doesn't work. Put it this way. You want to stop, if you, if you want to stop drugs on the supply side, get to hell the factories that create the raw materials. Again, people that you see selling the drugs, those peons on the street, the ones that go to jail, they have nothing to do with drug manufacturing. It's easy to find the drug manufacturer if you wanted to. If you wanted to find the supplier, you could. We have no interest in that. We like the cat and game mouse, uh, cat and game uh, ride, right? We love it. The cat and mouse game. We love it. Uh, so what? my thing is have sympathy, have empathy for all drug users. Give them the help that they need. Understand that many drug users are using drugs to hold back some sort of pain to feel good, right? Just like the alcoholic is trying to f cover that need, we give the alcoholic better treatment than the druggie, even though the alcoholic's liver is going to be going to hell, while the marijuana smoker's liver will be just fine, right? Maybe his lung will be a little bit messed up. All right, Bros Parlor said, too many people die without having the chance to be helped. Those painkillers are not good. They come from who knows where. It's terrible. It's terrible. But again, Bruce, the people that are pushing these drugs, the doctors that are pushing these drugs, and guess what? There are a lot of doctors right here in yours truly, uh, Brother Bruce. We have a lot of high, you know, we have a lot of high-end drug users right in our community, Brother Bruce. Uh, my wife could probably tell you quite about a few of them. That as they're driving down Kingwood Drive or Lake Houston Boulevard, they're popping those pills because it makes them feel good with, a, with, with some whiskey on the side. And nobody would ever try to lock these folks up because they get it the right way. It's prescribed. Those don't have those privileges. They go ahead on the streets and get it the best they can. And sometimes they get it laced. And then those are the ones that pay the heavy penalty. Oh, the one, the, you know, so they get hit twice, right? They get knocked out because they're doing drugs. And then they get knocked out by the person who sold them the drugs, which sold them crap for the drugs. 
and then they get knocked out again because they got to go to the emergency room and they can't afford it and they try to dump them out as soon as possible. Don't, it's hell to be poor, as uh, Marvin Zindler used to say. It's hell to be poor. It's hell not to have. You know, I used to be one of those that just thought people who took drugs were irresponsible. People who took drugs were beneath me. People who took drugs were all, all those bad things. That's how Egberto felt about drug pe- people who took drugs until I was schooled and had to change my complete opinion and ask the question, wait a minute, those people who medicate themselves with alcohol, how comes you don't feel that way about them? Those people who medicate themselves under the auspices of a doctor, how comes you don't feel like that about them? How comes you don't think they're weak? How comes you don't think they are needy? But you have that poor person whose only recourse is to go on the streets and buy some drugs and have, and sometimes get hurt in doing so, and we just hammer them down. It's not. It's neither empathetic or the right thing to do. As I said, I was fooled. I had to change my opinion. I had to learn to be more empathetic to all drug users. Whether it is a drug of alcohol, the drug of nicotine, or the other drugs, whether they be cocaine or crack or whatever they may be, I learned to be empathetic. And since then, I think I've learned also to atone. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Hail. Uh, para ver, para ver. Norman Reynolds says, Trump has been a criminal that keeps on committing crimes. Let's start with him paying hush money to a sex worker for his silence. How can apologists protect him? And you know what is so funny, brother Norman? And welcome, brother Norman Reynolds. You know what is so funny? Uh, it is so funny uh, because... He was committing all these crimes before he even got into the presidency. That is, that is the heights of privilege. Because of who he was, not only that he was a white guy, but also that he was a man. And also that he came from wealth, however dubious. That is America. And that is what we together here must solve. Because Obama, if Obama had several baby mamas, if Obama ripped off people, if Obama created false university, if Obama did 1% of what Donald Trump did, Obama, first of all, would never have been president and the media would have torn into him and never taken him seriously. Yet even today, the media treats Donald Trump as if he's some sort of a human being of consequence. They are the ones who make him consequential. Bruce Fowler said, doctors subscribe and don't prevent addiction. I agree. Marijuana from Rudden, marijuana may once or twice a year for recreation. Uh, marijuana maybe once or twice a year for recreation. I have no issue with others who use drugs, recreational, whether alcohol, cigarettes, marijuana, mushrooms, or otherwise. So long as you're not posing a danger to others, DUIs still a crime. I also want to treat addiction solely as a medical issue. I agree with you 100%. This can be done by legalization. Yes, and then DUI should remain. If you are operating a vehicle under the influence, you're, you're, that vehicle for you is a weapon. Bridge says, Egberto Willis PS, restream bot not working on YouTube from FB and Twitch. Dang it. I can't do anything about that. Bridge, I just ask you when there's anything consequential to 
manually move if you if you can if you have the wherewithal to do so. Uh, thank you so kindly for doing that for us, uh, Bridge. If you can, if you can, I don't want to overburden anybody. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bark Eater waves YouTube from Twitch. Uh, what else we got? Eric Hayes says, "Empathy, you are supporting the cartels by no law enforcement, and people die. That is not empathetic. No, it's not the cart. You see, again, Eric." You are looking at the wrong, again, you know what we learned, you know what I love about engineering? I said, as an engineer, I didn't use any of my graphical skills in engineering to draw things and create motor parts or anything like that as a mechanical engineer. That's not what I did. But what engineering taught you as you learn kinematics and dynamics and statics and dynamics and flow control and and, uh, heat transfer, what you learned is logical thinking and also the genesis of everything you learned about dependent and independent variables, right? You are you look at independent variables and dependent variables wrongly, Mr. Hayes, right? We have people who are looking for drugs. All right? Trying to trying to make believe that stopping the cartel from doing their work is going to somehow help that drug person. You know what? You know why a lot of drug company executives recently got convicted? Because we finally realized that the pushers, the biggest pushers, were not the cartels, but the drug manufacturers themselves wanting to put out as many drugs as possible. You're blaming the cartel. The cartel is a dependent variable. The independent variable is the drug companies. You kill the independent variable. There's nothing for the dependent variable to get stuff from. It changes. Come on. Madre mia, corazón, la gente. Again, when you look, if you, what is the word? If you look at, if, you, if all you have is a nail, the solution always looks like a hammer or something like that. AC Rodriguez says, everyone self-medicates in different ways. Some use food, some use drugs, some use illegal ones. AC Rodriguez, you hit that on the money. I work is my cancer. You know? Bree says, I have oxytoxin for two years, forced the doc to give it to me because it I reaction to others, but still have them. There you go, girl. You haven't allowed the doctor to turn you into a thug. I'm sorry, hear me, thug. The thug word is on my mind for the for the for the for the drug companies, and I'm now I'm calling the drug users. Uh, somehow, no, uh, turn you into an addict is what I wanted to say. Daniel said, really? Their only recourse to, is to do drug? Are you serious? Oh, God. All right. Eric Hayes says, why won't Hunter... Bi- I'm not going there. Bridge MCP says, okay, so my mistake, Egberto Willie's stream bot is not working for YouTube and Twitch. All right. What else I got here? What else I got here? Uh, bear with me, guys. I'm going to the videos in a minute. Egberto, huh? Do drug cartels get most of their drugs from American pharmaceutical corporations? Maybe I'm not seeing the, that point. No, no. What I'm trying to say is this: uh, the drug thing is bigger than just the cartel. The cartels do different things. They get drugs from all over. They, in fact, they 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 actually grow the coca leaves in 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 all over the world, including some some places you won't believe. And then they they have places where they cook the coca leaves. For, those, for that type of drugs. But there are many other kind of drugs where they get the raw ingredients to make them some pills from American corporations. Yes. Yes. 
That's just how it is. We are the biggest chemical maker on the planet. All right. Norman Reynolds says the current GOP want to apologize for Trump because they want to distract us. The fact is, uh, though the Trump is the, the Kronos equivalent in the GOP, all the children, lapdogs, brings him as a GOP and he colors them within. <laughs> I agree, brother. I can't help but agree. Okay. First story, let's go ahead and get busy. I'm going to take this point of privilege and talk to you about one issue that nobody's talking about, abortion. And uh, so let me, let me give you the quick talking points so that you will really understand this issue backwards and forwards, because I know that the talking points say that this is a women's issue. And I have to take umbrage with that. This is not just a women's issue. The abortion debate on its face is about a woman's right to choose, and all of us support her having that right to choose, period. Okay, start there. But this is more than that. With the Constitution, when it was written in 1890, uh, it, the, the, in 1790, sorry, in 1790, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution were ratified, and that's called the Bill of Rights. And we all hear the Second Amendment from the other side, but they don't talk about the other amendments, and I bet uh, a lot of you may not know all the amendments but I'm going to tell you why they're important. Uh, there was a guy named William Brandeis who was a Supreme Court justice in 1890, so 100 years later, skip 100 years ahead. And he looked at these 10 amendments and saw something that no one else had really seen before. And that is that because these amendments are there, they informed us how we could deal with future problems, things that were more modern. So, for example, George Washington didn't deal with cell phones in the Constitution, right? But somehow, our judicial system deals with cell phones. Uh, and we do that because of what I'm about to tell you. In the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the third, well, the First Amendment, do we all know it? Press. The freedom of what? Press. And the press. press and what else? Speech. Speech and what else? Religion, Religion and what else? <laughs> one more. The, the right to assemble. Good. Okay. So we have that one, and everybody's got that one down pat. And the Second Amendment, the right to unlimited guns, no matter what, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, we understand that one. The Third Amendment. The Third Amendment. Anybody? No. Okay, I'll, I'll go through them quickly so we can get to the candidates. The Third Amendment, the, the Quartering Amendment. So back then, it was the norm that when militaries would come in, they would house themselves in anybody's local house. So when this country was founded, they decided that that would be against the law. We will never have military housed in your own personal homes. And that is a privacy issue. You have your home, the government can't come and live in it. Okay, the Fourth Amendment is something very similar. When they come to your home, they can't enter without a warrant. Search and seizure. That's the Fourth Amendment. The Fifth Amendment, you've probably all heard of, right? I plead the Fifth. That's the right to not incriminate yourself. So you have private information about yourself. No one is making you give that private information up. Okay? Now, I can go through the other amendments, but these three are very important because they insinuate an interesting thing. They insinuate a right to privacy. You have the Quartering Amendment. Government can't come here. That's a privacy issue. They can't come in without a warrant. That's a privacy issue. You don't have to incriminate yourself. That's a privacy issue, right? Because of those amendments, William Brandeis, 100 years later, said we have something called penumbra rights. Penumbra rights. The penumbra is that shadow that's cast when the moon has a, uh, what do you call it, a, uh, a eclipse of the moon, the, the shadow that comes on the Earth planet, that's the penumbra. So 
this insinuation of the moon, so this insinuation of rights because of these three rights specifically. Now, because of that, we now in a modern day get to say, well, you can have interracial marriage because it is your right as a private citizen to do that. We say you have the right to gay marriage. You have the right to not incriminating yourself by giving your password on your cell phone unless you have FaceTime and then you're stuck. Right? <laughs> if you have a password, they, no one can tell you to give it up. There's a lot of privacy that comes because of the insinuation there. Now, the conservative movement has always said that they're what it's called originalists, which means that only if the words themselves appear in the Constitution can we deal with that. So literally, there is no word cell phone in the Constitution, so there is no law that prevents the government from taking our cell phone and using it against us. And that could be digitally without us even knowing it, right? They, they would suggest to you that there is no law preventing that. And there is no law that says that you have the right to marry whom you would like to marry. There is no law that says you have this thing called privacy. So when a woman goes to her doctor and has a private conversation, they would suggest that because in the Constitution it doesn't explicitly say you have that right, then it goes back to the states. If you know your Constitution, anything that wasn't explicitly written goes to the states. And every state, therefore, has the right to decide what they want. Now, here's the interesting part about that. Right now, a lot of the state's legislators are run by Republicans. So they're very happy because they're running the board and they're saying, well, the states are now promoting no abortion. But imagine a society 20 to 30 years from now with overpopulation on the mind, limited resources on the mind, and the state legislatures start to say, you know what? China used to have a really interesting policy, a one-child policy, and for 30 years, they forced you to have abortions after your first child. Those same state legislators right now that are voting against abortion could mandate abortion in the future. And then the right to choose people would be the, the conservatives, and they would be asking for the right to choose not to have an abortion. Isn't that interesting? So everybody actually in America is pro-choice. It just depends who's in power at the time. But not everybody is the other side right? Be completely against abortion. So if half of America is for one issue and half is for the other, but we're talking about uh, the right to choose, a hundred percent of us are actually pro-choice. It just depends on how you frame the issue. That's right. See? And that's why when they talk about one thing and we're talking about it, they're apples and oranges discussions. The man on the street who might believe that an abortion is a murder does not understand that in the courts, that is not what is being decided. They are not, the courts are not deciding if it is murder to have a child aborted. What they are deciding is if right. you have the right as an American citizen to the private decision. So when we talk about pro-choice, we're talking about what's happening in the courts. When they talk about right to life, they're talking about nothing real. And they don't realize that the people that are helping them in the courts for their issue are actually creating the argument that could actually in the future work against them, which is, again, that if the government has the right to choose for you that you can't have an abortion, that same government could also choose to force you to have an abortion. Their side is not seeing it. Our side has been seeing it since the beginning. Okay, what happened is uh, we got some we got some super chats from Dave Davenport. I think it was Dave Davenport. And in the process of putting all that stuff in, 
guess what happened? She crashed on us. And I want to give also Bridge MCP a great thank you for last uh, yesterday's super chat as well. I, I, I went ahead and tried to include that. But in the process of doing all of that, we crashed. Now, I noticed that there's an update to the application. So we will be checking to make sure that that works. Anyhow, folks, anyhow, folks, I, I have another good, important video for you. Please bear with me as I queue that up. Uh, Bill Clinton has a, well, actually there's a new poll that's out. Uh, let, let, before that, let's do what Bill Clinton had to say and go ahead and play that. And then we'll take it on the other side. So let's listen to brother Bill Clinton and then we'll take it on the other side. One of the better politicians out there is Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is a guy who should never have won the presidency given all the problems he had getting up to the presidency, but he's a great politician. And I want you to listen to him because he sees something that many of us are talking about. Some people, while we were talking about this three, four months ago, they laughed. I mean, three to four months ago, I've said, we are going to hold the House. We are going to gain in the Senate and we may even gain in the House. It's for Democrats to lose. I've been saying that before these numbers turned around because it is just a matter of policy and messaging. And when people uh, are hurting, if you can win the policy messaging vote, I mean, a messaging game, you can actually win the vote. And you, you, you make again what occurred in Clinton's years and Bush years where the off election was won by the same party. I want you to check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Could Biden break the historical pattern of midterms going badly? Absolutely. But we could hold both of these houses. But we have to say the right things. And we have to note the Republicans always close well. Why? Because they find some new way to scare the living daylights out of swing voters about something. That's what they did in 2021, where they made critical race theory sound worse than smallpox. And it wasn't being taught in any public schools in America. But they didn't care. They just scare people. And at the end, the break point in American politics is much not much different than it was in the 90s. That is, you still have to get those people. It's just that there's so many fewer because as the parties have gone more ideological and clear and somehow psychically intolerant, they pull fewer the more and more of people toward the extremes. But there's still some people hanging on there who are really trying to think and trying to understand what's going on. So I think that's very important. The way Tony Blair puts it is you and he understand that you had to appeal to peoples on cultural issues to reassure them that you weren't a crazy-eyed radical. And then they would be open to listening to your economic policies, which were going to help them. But if they thought you were somehow alien. They were just not going to be listened to. That's right. And it applies to other things. When we succeeded in breaking the filibuster and getting the assault weapons ban passed, I said, look, I grew up in a hunting culture. You know, I had a, a 22 when I was 10 years old, a 410 shotgun, a tiny one when I was 14. I don't want to do anything to interfere with your right to hunt, sports shoot, or protect yourself, especially if you live in a rural area where the police response time might be pretty extended. If I keep that commitment, wouldn't you like to help a lot of these kids that are being shot down and bribed by shootings live. We need your help here. That's what I did. I didn't call them killers. I didn't, you know, talk about the NRA. I talked about people. There aren't so many of them, but you just need a few to flip from one side to the other, and you've got a healthy governing majority. It is hard, and it's much harder now than when I did it, and it was hard then. But what Biden reasoned was, I just have to keep at it, and I'll either get something done or I won't, but I can't win a word war with these guys. I've got to win based on things that will help people. And now you see 
he's getting a little more robust in his rhetoric, but it's because he's got a platform to stand on that will help other people's lives. Politics is about other people. And uh, the problem with the culture war is that it always tries to turn it back to the politicians. What's wrong with them? And this is what the press has to guard against, because if you have to worry about daily ratings, you know, the drama of two people duking it out is far more effective. But it always, in the end, winds up helping the right, because we, it's harder to build a barn than it is to kick one down. And then when you build it, you got to explain what you built and why it's a good thing to put your animals in your barn. It's harder, but it's really worth doing. Absolutely. So it's easier to tear something down than it is to build it. So the, Bill Clinton is absolutely right, but he's also right that it's about messaging. He's also absolutely right that Republicans know how to close. And that's because closing for them is very, very easy. Lie through your teeth. They like continuously anyway, but they will continue to lie through their teeth and then scare the holy crap out of everybody to make it make it an existential problem, an existential, an existential problem if they vote for Democrats. But what Democrats have to do is the opposite. They need to prove that it is that voting for a Republican leader creates an existential problem, not only to humanity, not only to America, but to humanity proper. And I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not kidding or being exploitative or or, or when I say this, they are a clear and present danger. This is not hypothesis. The things that they support cause harm, causes harm. The things that they support cause harm. So let's be clear here. Uh, Bill Clinton is absolutely right. The House and the Senate is there for Democrats to hold on to. It is there for them to hold on to. It is there for them to gain seats. But they're going to have to forget about playing these these funny games of, of trying to triangulate. They just need to go at it. This is what we are going to do for you. This is what they are doing against you. This is how they're killing you with, by not giving you health care. This is how they're killing you by not having a regulated uh, electrical grid in Texas. This is how they're killing you by having not allowing us to pass good immigration and bring it and, and causing all kind of havoc thereafter. The immigration problem is their problem. The problems with healthcare, it's their problem. We have the solutions. They have a minority that's able to block, give us a larger majority to move. And then when we get that larger majority, we will have to put the fire under the neoliberals to get the policies Americans say they want. But we are ready for the neoliberals. We are ready for the neoliberals if they don't fall in line and do the things necessary to move the middle class and poor Americans forward. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, 
articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure, again, that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only re resort to right-wing doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel. Go into politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Politics. Absolutely so, folks. Please remember, and don't forget, go to our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, get our hat, get our t-shirts, and, you know, we're coming out with a few other things. Hopefully, uh, get somebody, hey, look, look at this thing, got a little bit of dirt on my head. Got to clean that up. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's go to the back to the to the statements that you guys are writing here. Bear with me as I go up the ladder because, you know, it goes all the way down. Eric doesn't realize that he's the one in the echo chamber. When, uh, when I do my intro post, they're near always from major reputable sources. Yeah, Eric, <laughs> Eric has to use the sources that best lines up with what he wants to believe. Unfortunately, what he wants to believe is not reality. I'm sorry, brother Eric, but you know, numbers don't lie. Nanette Birdsmith says, that this is great. I hope you mean our, our program. AC Rodriguez says, right-wingers should love the cartels. It, it's capitalism to the core. Hey, you got that right. Uh, Lee Grant says, this guy forgets about the amendment right to petition the government. No, he does not. And I, I doesn't forget the ninth. Well, he didn't mention the Ninth Amendment. In the blog, the correspondent blog that I did, I included the Ninth Amendment because that is one of the most important. In other words, it says, not because a right isn't enumerated in the Constitution means that it's not there. That's why we believe, progressives, that there should be a right for health care. You know, health care is a right. We honestly, honestly believe that health care is a right. No doubt about it. Okay, para ver. We are at the half point. I did play that. Uh, so, folks, please remember to support the program if you can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. El Señor Davenport. I'd like to, I, I didn't see the message under the note that he sent, though, uh, because we had the crash. But, Brother Davenport, you've been a great supporter. Bridge MCP, great supporter. Thank you for supporting us with those super chats, with those super thanks. And those super, there's another super something that people give. And those stars, don't forget, throw in those stars. All these things help. Michael Ronin said, Lee, impressed. You actually know the first. Come on, Lee's a very smart guy. Uh, Lee just likes to mess with us, brother, and I promise you that, but he's a very smart dude. Here is an idea. There is no mention of marriage in the Constitution, yet we see marriage as a right. Thank the Ninth Amendment. There you go. There you go. Alistair is in the house. Crash on tube. Yes, I know, Alistair. 
Alistair, I don't think I've seen you in the last two days. Eric Hayes says, Rodnan has to have new message from others because he blocks views. He has a right. It's a free country, right? Michael Rennie said, those who talk about limited resources and overpopulation, watch out for eco-fascist commentary to follow. I won't be seeing any of the conservative commentary from here on today. Oh, Michael. <laughs> All right, Michael, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the con because I think we have to communicate, but that's fine. All of us don't have to do it as long as some of us do. Uh, let's see. Paul Fleming says, yup, on Facebook. Uh, British MCP said, Berto Willis, well, the restream is working. Ha ha. I'm glad it started working. Uh, uh, Michael Rudd said, the idea of forced abortion that's happened here in the United States and recently, ACLU has the follow-up for anyone that wants to read some horror stories. Thanks for the link. Have to run out, have someone come in. Oh, so you have to leave us early, Breach. I'm hurt. No, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, thanks for being here, Amiga, is what I told her. Michael says, as it comes to gun confiscation, I want to get the guns out of the hands of known wife beaters and animal abusers and those who are prime demographic for mass shootings. Gun confiscation for cause. There you go. What else have we got here? Tom C. Tom, I haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been, my brother Tom? The Lancet, Trump exploited white anger over deteriorating life prospects to mobilize racial animus, xenophobia, and support for policies benefiting high-income people and corporations and threatened health. Wow, you covered a lot in that one perfect sentence. It's true. All right, Daniel says, Egberto, you realize that we think you and yours are clear and present danger to our republic. Seems like this will end in a fight. I don't fight. We make love. We don't fight. We don't believe in fighting, Brother Lado. All right. Eric Hayes says, energy is doing California really well. Oh, Egberto, Texas grid hasn't gone out, has it? Yes, it has. Last freeze. In fact, the, the politician that I brought on, his name was Jamar Jefferson. Jamar Jefferson's uncle died in the freeze caused by the Republican Party. So the Republican Party is guilty of murder of his uncle. Egberto, it is those issues that will get the people in 2022, especially as democracy and abortion rights are under threat from authoritarian politicians. I agree. And we're coming. Whoa, more. Oh, God. We, we, let's see how much time we got. We got four minutes. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Egberto, I wasn't even being sarcastic about Lee. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll leave that between you and Lee. Wade Cas Casaldi, have you seen Trump base in literally starting to believe Trump is the Christ? Check out this new book given out at Trump rallies. Have you seen Trump's base is literally starting to believe Trump is the Christ? Wow, what a defective Christ. What a defective Christ that goes against all the words he spoke about in the New Testament, huh? Hmm. That concerns me. Eric Hayes says, ew, I hope you mean that, that Trump is Christ. AC Rodriguez says, I don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared, Eric. And that's the last message that I have. Well, I, look, 
I have a, oh, one more. Maywood says, we all welcome and invite you. Heck, we keep trying to encourage you to explain, expound, and defend your positions. But you seem to keep taking offense. I know he does, doesn't he, Maywood? But here's the deal. I got to go interview right after this show, and this was an impromptu one again. Uh, Miss Williamson, you remember her who ran for vice, who ran for president of the United States? Uh, uh, what's her first name? You know, I always forget first names. We'll always forget names. That's what happens, right? But I have a, uh, an interview with um, Miriam. I think her name is Miriam Williamson right now. So I'll get that interview put together and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Couldn't do this without you. But please, folks, don't you forget, please support Politics Done Right. Why do you want to support Politics Done Right? Because we are going to make sure. And remember, Politics Done Right is not just this show. It encompasses the blogs that we write, the books that we write, everything to make sure that we get the progressive message out. So please support us at PayPal, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Marion, yeah, that's who I interview. Uh, politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Or join our patron, politicsunright.com slash patron. Support our store at politicsunright.com slash store. Or buy our books at politicsunright.com slash books. Anyhow, please find a way to support the show to make sure we can continue. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.